It's another long one, so I'll hurry and get on it. Ooh, tis what she proclaimed. So, recent discourse about ingredients-only households gets us talking. Eyebrow tattoos. Lots of other good stuff. But real quick, I want to make sure that you all go to our Facebook page and like it. And keep your eyes peeled for information about a Facebook Live we're going to be doing there on the 19th, while I'm in San Jose with Pitney for his mom's birthday. It's going to be very silly. Off you go, quick like little bunnies. Welcome to Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique. We may be awful, but But we're we're right. And I know you don't, you're, you're not on, you know, the TikToks and the Instagrams and whatever, but like, you know, I like to, I like to, you know, see what the kids are doing. Well, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, Which I'm is, I like, never, ever watch TikTok unless you send me stuff. I and then I do watch flipping it. Through tic- I enjoy flipping through TikTok. The nice thing about TikTok, it's like if TikTok. I don't know what the hell I just heard. I think it was a fire. Oh, it was a ghost. No, it was like a firework or possibly, I don't think it was a gun. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. On a Wednesday. I think I mean, it was a poltergeist. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, so, but TikToks can be, you know, once TikTok gets to know your likes and dislikes, TikTok will just throw all kinds of, you know cute weird shit at you that's that's fun and then before you know it like an hour went by and you know but anyway um there's but there's things that um sometimes you end up seeing you end up seeing conversations between young people that we wouldn't normally be privy to uh-huh. because we don't not me god granted you work with a lot of young people and maybe if you I know but this, I don't talk to them you don't I talk mean, to them hello. exactly exactly <laughs> And I mean, I work with some people that are younger than I am, but they're not what I would call young people. But it's like, if you were to bring this up at work, I I would be curious what their response would be. Uh Because this was something that caused like people on TikTok to suddenly like, suddenly feel less alone and feel seen in this really strange way. And I was like, okay. And it was one of those things where like, where you feel like, well, I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, like you feel, you know, if you feel like the way you grew up must've been at least a little bit typical and then you find out, Oh no, apparently there was nothing typical about the way I grew Uh up and and I'm the weirdo and everyone else is normal or whatever. So, Somebody, like, if somebody, let's say, starts dating someone and they see their kitchen or their pantry and they're like, how come you don't have anything to eat here? Uh Uh-huh. And they're like, what? Like, my fridge and my pantry are filled with food. And they're like, yeah, but there's nothing to eat. You only have ingredients. Right. (laughs) And there are people who, like who don't understand because their fridge and pantry are filled with 
mostly already made or at least semi-prepared foods. And like they like if they were when they were children, they were raised in houses where like they could come home from school and there would be pop tarts or there would be, you know, chips or there would yeah. be cookies or there would be, you know, like bagel bites or there would be things that they could just with very minimal preparation, they could just eat food without having to make food. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, yes. Oh, and I forgot about, I love bagel bites. I even forgot about their existence. But like bagel <laughs> bites was something that didn't exist as far as I knew yeah. until I was an adult. Do they still exist now? Oh, I'm sure they do. Oh, because I used to love those. I'm sure there's multiple varieties of them now. I mean, I mean, they were like one thing in my memory. But it got me thinking, like, there, there, this, like, these kinds of discussions on TikTok and, like, discussions going on in the comments, and it inspired people to make their own videos, and all these discussions popped up, and it became, like, like, articles on websites were being written about ingredients-only households oh. and childhoods and how vastly different a childhood would be if you grew up in a house with only ingredients. Uh-huh. And I, it got me to thinking about how, like, my mom didn't like to cook, but I kind of did grow up. I mean, it's not that we didn't have, like, crackers or chips or oh, things. Oh, of course. Or cookies. But, or, yeah, yeah. But they would be kind of plain yeah they weren't like flavored crackers they were just crack they were like saltine crackers you know if you wanted to put some cheese on some crackers you had to i mean you know sometimes my mother would buy a block of cheese and you have to get that little cheese slicer thing out oh, and you'd yeah. have to oh, yeah. i mean she would buy slices of cheese for sandwiches but i mean you know my, like i said my mom wasn't a big fan of cooking but she also was not someone who bought, like, say, a frozen lasagna. I mean, I don't oh, have any God. any memory of things yeah. like that when Me I was neither. a kid. And you see, like, my family, definitely ingredients only. And it wasn't just for me. It was, like, all my, you know, because my mom... Well, you have an Italian family, too. And whole too. family, and they grew up poor. They were in the Depression during the war. Right. They were immigrants. They were on welfare. Mm -hmm. They even had welfare clothes to wear to school. I mean, it was like they ate what they could grow or what they could get on welfare, and they just cooked. Right. Uh, my grandmother had to bake the bread. Eggs were a treat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. So they grew up, like, cooking stuff. And so my aunts... Well, three of my aunts ended up being really, really good cooks. Two of them not so much, or two of the sisters not so much, including my mother was, I hate to say this, but she was not, and she's still not a very good cook. And I remember... Was she not, like, in the sense that she just was too, like, afraid of spices? Yes. Or, okay. Very afraid of spices and very afraid of salt and sodium. 
Was it because of Which for health purposes? Everything was awful because it didn't have salt. Because one of my uncles had arthritis and died of a heart attack at like fifty two or something, and my mom blamed it on salt. So she just didn't put salt on anything. Which means that, yeah. And it was just, so I remember if we did, I would beg for frozen things. And maybe three or four times a year, we'd have something frozen. And it was like the biggest treat in the world. Oh, my God. I don't remember food coming out of the freezer. Like, I remember, like, canned vegetables, but I didn't know frozen vegetables existed. Frozen vegetables were a revelation to me when I was oh, an adult. Oh, really? And I, moved, we... and I moved out of the house. See, I never had canned vegetables ever. Only frozen. Frozen vegetables are a thousand times better than canned oh, vegetables. Oh, they're so much better. And yeah. I, I couldn't understand, like, how we didn't have frozen vegetables like what what why would we have a freezer oh yeah we had lots of frozen vegetables and lots of frozen meat well the freezer was filled with meat that's why the freezer was filled with meat but because that's yeah and i think you've heard me i know that i've bitched about this before i mean not on the show but you probably heard me about how much i typically i hate from scratch because if i if something, if somebody at a potluck brings something and they're like, ooh, look at this big chicken pot pie that I made. I made it from scratch. I'm going to stay the fuck away from it because I'm going to assume it's going to be shit. Unless I made it. Yeah, but no, I'm totally <laughs> like that, though. Or if anybody makes cakes or, I mean, anything, anything from scratch. I will completely not even try because I assume it's just going to be shit. But you cook. I do now. Yeah. I mean, you you used to cook a goose at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. You got, used to cook. You used to throw huge dinner parties. Yeah, because I, adve- I got adventurous with cookbooks and adventurous about right. it. Yeah. But to me, the the ultimate comfort food is not like, oh, like mom used to make. To me, the ultimate comfort food is something frozen. Well. If I'm really depressed, I like want. A, like an old school, old school like, like Swanson TV yeah, dinner with no, like I the brownie. <laughs> like Stouffer's stuffed manicotties. Oh, I didn't even know they made them. Or if I want a pie, I want a goddamn frozen Marie Callender's apple pie. I don't want no from scratch bullshit. Oh my God. Remember when you lived next to that 7-Eleven and we used to go get the frozen like chocolate pie and we would start eating. We'd sit on the floor and start eating from the outside and work our way in. (laughs) And we would just eat it frozen. I remember that. And And as it was thawing, we'd just work our way in. And I don't remember if this actually happened. (laughs) Because, you know, memory is a weird thing sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. But in my memory, I remember just cutting one of those in half and giving you half and me half. Did we ever do that? Oh, totally. We Yeah, I, my memory totally, is but, working you know, towards the middle. Weird but, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, but, like, I have memories, because when I was thinking about the ingredients only thing, I, one of, uh, I have a very strong memory from my childhood of 
my mother giving me a peeled carrot, like a big fucking, like probably the size of my forearm uh-huh. carrot. And speaking of salt, you know, you know what an egg cup is? My mom yeah. had like one egg cup. It probably uh-huh. belonged to her father, you know, uh-huh. or something like a porcelain or like a ceramic egg cup. And my mom would pour salt into it and she would hand me the egg cup and I would just dunk the end of the carrot into it. Cause you know, like a peeled carrot is always kind of wet. Uh huh. And I would, it would just be like encrusted with salt and then I would bite off the end and just keep oh, dunking it in is salt. It oh, how I'll have to try. Well, because that. I That's love, I've always loved carrots. Carrots probably my favorite vegetable yeah. of all, like raw, cooked, whatever. And as a kid, you just give me like an entire carrot, and like I don't know, a tablespoon and a half of salt. Oh, how fabulous! And I was probably like four or five years old. Yeah. You know, but it's like, even now, it's like, you know, mom, like, cook soups or whatever. Mm-hmm. Chili soups, whatever. And she's like, well, it's just, it's just not very good. There's something missing. I was like, did you put any salt? Oh, no. So if you, you know, add Does some she salt, like the Mrs. Dash? it makes it so much better. Does she like the Mrs. Dash? I don't think we've ever had that. Oh, my God. You should, you should at least try that. You know, but now I, you know, I always add a little bit of salt and that makes it so much better. Well, sure. Yeah, but because of all of that, like I said, I avoid anything that people say they make from scratch. Like you, yeah, you make good shit. (laughs) My Auntie Marion was a really good cook. Yeah. But other than that, it was like, no, we begged for frozen stuff. It's like, oh, please buy a frozen lasagna for after church on Sunday, please. Oh, my God. You know. <laughs> and I guess my my mom must have been a good cook because she learned from her grandmother. Like, I have no sense of what my grandmother cooked like. Because my grandmother was out being a, being a bookkeeper because she was out working what what after my grandfather died so i get you know that that's the other thing like you know growing up poor you know i don't have a lot of stories of my great grandmother but the the first one the first memory that my mother gave me yeah you know, the that she embedded in my head cuz i never knew the woman cuz she died right before i was born when she was like 98 years old but mom said you know it's like that kind of you know kill a chicken every Saturday kind of yeah, thing yeah. that this very vivid memory of her grandmother going out in the yard and grabbing a chicken by the head and walking back towards the house, swinging the chicken over her head to break its neck. And that was oh, the, yeah, and I know the killing the chicken chickens. every Saturday. Yeah. They had chickens and I know and you kill they... one chicken and that chicken yeah. is making enough meat and enough stock and whatever to provide multiple meals for the week. Like yeah, like every bit yeah, of sinew, one of the goats, everything. For special occasions, they'd kill one of the goats. Oh, yes. There you go. Otherwise, they'd milk it, and that was their milk. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't, you know, that's, that's why that's why you have to wait for a special, special, special occasion, because that, that goat milk is is valuable. But, yeah. You know, but, yeah. But I think that's, I mean, obviously, the way that, you know, my mom grew up, and even now, it's like, 
she just shuns anything like prepackaged or stuff and I still have it in my mind that it's better. Like, give me frozen or processed any day over homemade. Because I grew, grew up in an ingredients-only house with somebody that couldn't, doesn't cook very well. But, is, but I don't you think... You, I love you, Mama, very, very much, but yeah. <laughs> but don't you think the ki- it's the kids who grew up in the, in the houses without ingredients... Those are the kids who had the option when they sat down to dinner of saying, I don't like this. Give me chicken nuggets. Well, that's true, too. Because I can't because when when I used to hear as I got older and I would hear of, you know, whether it was people complaining about their kids or hearing about kids being, you know, such fussy eaters that they had the fucking nerve oh, of I know. insisting See, I... On something that wasn't being, what was being served to the family. And And I just, I couldn't understand. It was like someone cooked an entire meal for the family and you had the, you had the nerve to say you weren't going to eat any of it. Oh, I would have been slapped right off the chair. Oh my God. That shit. I mean, even, even my sister who, you know, many years later, okay, fine. So she does have some food allergies, but. I mean, both of my sisters have serious issues with food, but one of them, like, the only thing that was cooked special for one person in the family was when we had spaghetti, a little, a, my, my mother had like a small skillet that would sit off to the side for the purpose of melting butter. Because oh, we didn't have a microwave for yeah. a really, really long time. And if you wanted to melt some butter, she it was like a special skillet took one of the burners on the stove and there was like like I don't know, a half a stick of butter with that, some oh, gar- with some garlic powder shook shook into it because oh, why would we, why would we ever have real garlic in the house? To toss the spaghetti in oh that's fabulous. Well, no, you take a spoon and you drizzle it over the top of the spaghetti that was going oh, on your plate. Because okay, the spaghetti yeah. was in the pot of water and oh, you just, yeah, yeah. you take you take a, a pinchy and you take some spaghetti out, you put it on the plate and then you slop some sauce on top of it and there's your spaghetti. There is no spaghetti tossed in anything. Okay. <laughs> because that's not how we do. But she got, quote, garlic well, it wasn't even butter, I should say. It was margarine with garlic powder uh, sprinkled in it. Oh, Because but you know we didn't what? have butter you know, in the house either. My blasphemy, because of me growing up the way I did, to this day, I prefer cheap margarine over real butter. Oh my God, butter is so goddamn good. And the funny thing is, like, Mama... I, I will eat butter. Like, mom is the opposite now because she grew up with, they called it oleo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She grew up with oleo and butter was like a... That's a rich person food. Yeah, we're going to have real butter. So now, all mom buys is is butter. I buy Irish butter. I don't even... I I jumped right over regular butter to Irish butter. But left to my own devices, I will buy Imperial every time. Like I crave imperial margarine. Is that the, is that the don't fool Mother Nature? Is that that one? 
Is oh, I remember that commercial, but I don't remember. No, Imperial Margarine is the one that has the gold foil on the margarine sticks. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. I don't, but I don't know. I don't think that was Imperial. It could have been. I don't remember, but I remember that. I rem- but I remember now. there's a crown on it. Wasn't or maybe Imperial? It might be Imperial oh, maybe then. Imperial. Maybe Imperial just makes a crown show up on on someone's head when they eat it. Maybe that's what that is. Maybe. But who would? Because Parquet was Parquet was just the little tub. The tub would yeah. say Parquet. It's not butter. It's Parquet. Parquet. And then you go butter Parquet butter. Parquet. Do you remember? Oh my god. I can't believe we were so wrong. It's not parquet either. It's chiffon. Oh, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. If you think it's butter, but it's not, it's chiffon. sick and i started cooking for her and i started putting like fucking butter on things and my mom would just she couldn't believe how good things were and i said yeah because that's butter mom and she because she hadn't had butter since she was a child oh she had like a little bit of butter and then she switched to margarine because she we only had margarine because it was allegedly healthy yeah yeah. because you know because i was raised on anti-cholesterol shit and uh, my mother you know oh yeah my mother wasn't like obsessed with losing weight but but both of my parents were believed well my dad my dad thought he was gonna drop dead of a heart attack in his 50s and then when he didn't he thought he was um immortal So hey, he stopped. He's still kicking I know that's good, that's though. the part that that's the part that's really <laughs> aggravating. I mean, my dad was taking um, aerobics classes in his fifties because he he was so that's afraid nice. of dropping dead from heart attack. Did he wear little headbands? I don't know. It, he was doing it on his, oh, his I lunch hope break. So. I'd be like a little John McEnroe, little Ooh, Terry maybe Cloth he headband. dressed like Richard Simmons, and nobody knows. I I don't know, man. Back then. I don't know. Maybe he wore Le Tigre. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Was Le Tigre, was Le Tigre from Sears? Everything he wore pretty much was from Sears. Or was it Mervyn's? Oh, I don't know. Because I used to have Le Tigre, but we always shopped at Mervyn's, so I don't know. Well, we didn't, uh, Merv, Mervyn's didn't really happen until we moved to California, so I don't know. But that was when, but Cal, but that was when he went through his aerobics phase. So, oh, how fabulous! Oh my god, how fabulous! Oh, oh the glamour, the glamour yes. of getting older. Yeah, but anyway, but to, no, but I do cook now, and I'm adventurous. But I still do prefer prepackaged frozen things because they were a treat to me. But on the other hand. These spoiled goddamn children nowadays, the chicken nuggets children, that drives me crazy. And that is the drawback. You know, that's coming from a non-ingredient household. Yeah. It's like there's got to be a happy medium. Like, it's like, you. I mean, you can have fucking chicken nuggets, but 
you should also that like maybe once a week. But then the rest I, of the week, there should be actual fucking food. I don't know. I just want to mercilessly slap fussy eating children. Oh, my God. Because I've had to see it. Yes. In real life with friends. I actually saw a temper tantrum because a certain spoiled little girl wanted her goddamn fucking chicken nuggets. I just, oh my God. I mean, granted, I, I realized that I'm a damaged adult and I was a, a, a scared child who was, who was terrified of ever saying anything, but I also, uh, eating foods that maybe weren't my favorite thing in the world. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. It's oh, fucking yeah, food. It's not goddamn poison. Eat it. I was not allowed it's it's a fucking potato. Eat it. To refuse. I was not allowed no. to goddamn refuse foods. And I think that's good because that's why now I'll try anything. And I'll eat right. anything. Because it's, things I because don't it's like, food. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's good, you know. I mean, I, you know, there were times when I would eat something that was like, wow, I really don't think I'm going to ever want to eat this again, but I ate it the time that it was in front of me. And it's like, if we were, it's like, if we were at, like, if we were at another family's house, there was no way in hell I was going to embarrass my family, embarrass my parents in front of other people and be like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to eat that. Like, like, if you, do you want to be dead before you, you want to, you, you want to be murdered in the car on the way home? It's like how did how did these children not all just be beaten to death? I mean, oh I know, I don't I know. understand. You know why? Because no one hits their children anymore. And I know, and it's because yeah, they just want that you know this yeah this frozen shit that blah blah blah. But like I said, I like it because it was a treat for me. Sure, I you know, you know. every so every so often, you know, I I okay, I will say one of my favorite things. In the fucking world. I don't even fully understand what it is. But Stouffer's makes a thing called spinach souffle. It's like a a cream spinach. It's like a cream spinach, but it's like the spinach is fucking pulverized almost into a dust. And then it's it's suspended in like this cream, this thick ass cream Stuff. Oh, I bet it's so good. It's so fucking unhealthy for you. But you know what? One time I, I bought a pizza, a ready-made pizza crust. I used the spinach souffle. I thawed oh. it. I cooked it just Ooh. enough to make it soft. I, I used it as the sauce for my pizza. And then I covered it in spinach and I made and spinach and like white cheese, like, like mozzarella and provolone. Yeah. I made Ooh, the best, the mess, the best goddamn spinach pizza ever. And I bet if you tried to make a spinach souffle from scratch. It wouldn't be that. I don't think, I don't know how I could. It would not be a millionth as good as the process frozen. You would need some kind of industrial blender with like, with like an enormous motor and a, a million razor sharp blades to get that fine spinach powder. I don't know how they do it. Oh, it's 
fascinating. It's, it's blended to the point where it doesn't even resemble spinach anymore, except that it's green. And it's yeah, just, cause... it's so goddamn good. Yeah. <laughs> and even when you I was know, a little kid, that... that you could use that as my baby food. I would have, I, I don't, yeah. I cannot remember a time when that wasn't one of my favorite things. You know, it's funny that we're talking about that, and it's like, oh my god, it's so good. Even Ooh, though we and know Chef Boyardee ravioli. Oh yeah, that's another one of my favorite things in the world too. You know, yeah, and again, it's like, it's like, like oh, it's so bad for you, but it's so good. That's the double-edged sword. I mean, you don't of need this it every new day. Generation, because all they want is stuff that's bad for them. Because let's face it, it's better most of the time, unless you're you're a really good cook. But you got to treat these things as treats and you have to learn yeah. how to be a grown up. And... and that's the problem with, you know what I mean? It's a double edged sword. Do you have crappy, healthy from scratch or do you have good food that tastes good that's bad for you? Because that's really what it comes down to most of the time. <laughs> you know? But ingredients are delicious as long as you don't ruin them and as long as you put salt on them. See, I remember I used to viciously fight with Ben, mm -hmm. who was really, really, really into, like, cookbooks and experimental cooking. Sure. But we were fucking poor, and we were mostly fucking poor because I supported his ass for, what, five, six, seven well, years. Well, there is that. And <laughs> I was the one that bought all the food and paid all the bills, and I remember he'd always want to cook these things. Right. And I'd be like, why are you wasting this in this recipe? That's a whole different meal. And I used to say, don't waste fucking ingredients for recipes because it's our fucking food. Right. We're going to we're going to kill an, like one dinner in one dinner. That's like three dinners worth of I that. I would get so mad. Yeah. Because don't fuck combine this, 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 this and this. That is like so many fucking meals. Don't stop using fucking ingredients and just cook the goddamn chicken. Because he was ruining meals that we couldn't afford to pay for. And combining all, and like a I week's worth of food into one dinner. so yeah. mad at him over and over and over for that. Yeah. You know. That's, yeah, that's one of those things you have to, if you're, if you're going to make a special dinner... You better be the one going to the store and buying all that shit for yourself. Yeah, and that's, that's, I think that I have this block against, you know, ingredients and cooking because of the way I grew up and then being poor for so much of my adult life. And it was like, don't waste money on recipes when you can cook some fucking chicken. You don't need the chicken with this and this and this and this because these other things are going to be the food. Eat boiled chicken and shut up. That's how I lived for a long time. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it's it's like still, I'm still... saving up to go to a con. I have to live on chicken and rice for a month. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. And I still think flavor and spices and recipes, I still think it's horribly elitist. And I'm still scandalized by it even now. Because you're Verity Noslin? I'm I definitely have that somewhere in the back Are of my Are there mind. herbs in this mac and I'm cheese? I'm not that bad, but no, I still have that not herbs. in the back of my mind. Not you know? herbs. <laughs> I don't like wasting <laughs> ingredients on recipes because it's more expensive. 
Well, you don't have to use all of it. No, I know, but you know. And yet, you and I once bought a whole bunch of raw beets, and we roasted them, and you used the greens for something else later. Oh, yeah. And we bought... And we, we bought those raw beets and found out, oh my God, there isn't a knife in this kitchen that's sharp enough to cut into these beets. We're going to have to cook them halfway and then see if we can chop them yeah, up. Yeah, but oh my God, they're so good <laughs> they if you just bake them. You know, yeah. my mom, until I moved here, she'd never had fresh beets before, only canned. And I love baking beets. I didn't, I didn't makes... except for like restaurants and that one time yeah. with you. And it makes the house smell so good if you bake beets in the oven. Mm. But you know, wait, this is the one thing. Corn pretty much tastes, to me, fresh frozen canned corn. Canned corn is the closest you can get in the vegetable department for fresh, I think, as far as comparison, right? Oh, so as far as taste or as, whatever. Yeah, canned corn, like, it's going to stay crunchy. It's like, it's one. Yeah. Because it has, that cellulose is so thick. Yeah. But I yeah. was going to say beets, the canned beets, pretty much are exactly like if you bake a beet. They're pretty the fucking oven. good. I'm not saying pickled beets, that's different. Which are also but just pretty the goddamn regular, good. Which are fabulous, right? But oh, my the God. Regular canned beets. Why roast this shit in the oven for... Well, because it makes the house smell good. 90 minutes when you can buy the can and it tastes exactly the same. <laughs> you know? If you, if you, buy, the can, if you buy the can and then cook them in the oven for, like, say, 30 minutes? I don't know. But I've never God. even tried. Oh, my God. Seriously, I just eat like, them cold you... out of the can. <laughs> yeah, all you do is you just stick it on the plate and just stick it on the cake pan and throw them in the oven forever yeah well because they're so and it giant makes the house smell so good but the cool thing about beets is after they're cooked the they shrink a little bit and you let them cool just a little bit so you can touch them and you put them under the water and the peels just come off just like, fall right off you just right. like pull it and the boom is peeled fabulous and you know what else is good about beets Although I wonder if this is true for everyone. If you eat a bunch of beets, um, when you, when you go to the toilet later, uh, you might think, "Oh no, I have colon cancer." But no, it's just that you ate a bunch of beets. Because, oh yeah, there because is because you totally think you're bleeding out your ass. Yes, there definitely is that. Um, yeah. See, um, I had totally forgotten yeah, about that because pee and beet. Poop. Which asparagus pee is only for people who have a certain genetic component. So there's a lot of people who don't know what we're talking about when we talk about asparagus pee. They have no idea what we mean. Oh, I thought that was a universal no. human phenomenon. No, can you imagine you like you go your whole life and you're hearing people talk about asparagus pee and they have no idea what we mean? Because it's a very distinctive thing and it's just like, oh, oh God, yeah. I wish I didn't know. Oh, I thought that was just a natural no. human trait. But see, one time, because I had forgotten about the beet thing, and then one time, um, you know how you can get like the uh, the beets and sweets? The It's like be- buying a bag of potato chips, but it's the beet chips and uh, oh, sweet yeah, potato yeah. chips. Oh, yeah, I've seen, yeah. Oh, God, I um, kind of 
went a little crazy and ate almost an entire big bag of the beets and sweets uh, chips, uh-huh. not realizing how many goddamn beets that meant I was eating. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> like the next morning, holy shit. Uh, yeah. Not really thinking yeah. that I had eaten a lot of beets because it's not like I sat down and ate a bunch of beets. I was just eating some chips. And did you it, panic at first? Oh God. And yes. You're like, and then you're like, Oh, I thought oh, I was dying. I thought I was is. dying. Okay. Oh yes. I thought I was dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just a little, little, uh. Little tip from Pitney and Amelia to you guys. Yeah. In case you ever eat a lot of beets. Just keep that yeah. in mind. You'll think of us. Think of us the next time you shit. You know. <laughs> for some reason. For some reason, we are always with you when you're in the bathroom. And when you said good, you said a tip. It reminded me of the tip. The the tip do you remember the story of the tip or did i ever tell you the story of the tip whose tip okay so when i the first time i got gout was because (laughs) Okay. okay i had i had that was a result of me having when I had the bird flu, when the bird flu was going around. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. And I was fucking sick. And because I was dehydrated and my body was fucked up, it triggered a gout attack. Is it because you drink so goddamn much coffee? Is that part I of don't know, but somehow it was, you know, the uric acid and blah, blah, blah. And because I was sick, I got so dehydrated and it, my first gout attack. But because I had so many other symptoms, because I was getting over the bird flu. Anyway, so when I went to the doctor, you know, they tested my blood. They tested my blood sugar. They did the worst was to, oh, you have gout. We think you have gout. So we're going to stick a needle in your joint to get a fluid sample to see if it's gout. Which... Do you know how painful that was? Now, wait. Since it's gout's usually in your toe, is it like the joint yeah. of your toe? Yeah, they stuck it in the inflamed joint that I couldn't even walk, yeah. But in that whole checkup, they wanted the urine sample, because they were doing a whole workup on me. But you were so dehydrated. Yeah, so anyway, so the nurse hands me the cup, and I don't remember, you know, a little pad. It wasn't alcohol, obviously, because you're not going to put that on your dick, but it was like, I don't know, iodine or something, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was, and you know, she gave it to me, and she, and, you know, sterilize like, the area. Yeah, and she was like, "Okay, before you know, you put the, you know, before you urinate into this cup, right. use this, you know, and you need to clean." And then she looked around, make sure no one's around, and then she whispered to me, "You need to clean the tip." <laughs> and I've never forgotten that because it was. <laughs> stupid see when they when they tell a woman to pee and they give us a little wipey wipey telling us to 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 freshen up the area they don't they don't act all cagey they're just like you know kind of police up police up your business nervous and i'll never because we know why we're doing it i never forgot that you know so the, the tip 
my I, my favorite part is the is the the looking left and right like she's crossing the oh street. it was like and i'm like i don't care you can talk about my tip i don't <laughs> I was for a moment there. I was so afraid that the tip was going to involve like a swabbing or something horrible, and I was like, "Oh, I was bracing for, I was bracing for something really." Upsetting. Oh yeah, no, but it no, was literally is... just like it's like yeah, and then pee in a cup. It is like okay, it's oh. not that thing. You could say you know, wipe your cock head with this. That wouldn't have offended me. I don't care. Oh my know? god, I mean, I was bracing for something terrible, but this was quite delightful. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I can't believe I never told you. I no! had to told you anecdotally, probably when it happened. But oh. It was so long ago. Oh. This was oh my back God. when I was living at. Oh God! Okay. When I first started sales. Oh well, in that case, then I definitely and the bird know how when the bird flew when the bird flu was going on. So that tells you. I mean, it was a long fucking time ago. Well, then I know. definitely know part of why you had gout because um, excessive alcohol consumption definitely yeah, factors yeah. into gout. I yeah. didn't. I didn't know you had gout back then. I thought you didn't have gout until until you moved to San Antonio. No, okay. my first bad flare up was then. Oh, man. Okay. And I had no fucking idea. I mean, I could not walk. Oh, my God. And it really is. It's no fucking joke. It is what you read about. Like, it hurts so bad. You cannot even have the weight of a sheet on your toe. It hurts so bad. Oh, no. I'm... I know. And I've only had one flare-up that was equally as bad since. Because I've you've many, been keeping many it. Ones. Well, part yeah. of that is because you because you don't drink like you used to. That's uh, yeah, a big part I, yeah, of it. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah. Oh, that's totally what it was. Yeah. You know, but anyway. Wow. The tip. The tip. <laughs> wow. got back from the you know i had left we had the mom had opened the door so you probably heard me and mom talking a little bit yes (laughs) yeah so anyway so speaking of mom so her and her almost 90 years old in a couple weeks fabulousness in her fabulousness she decided she wanted permanent eyebrows tattooed on that is so astonishing and fabulous. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And she's talked about this forever. And because she had a bridge friend that had him done, and she really liked it. And then um, Trisha von Lichtenstein came out to visit, God, almost a year ago, right after she had had it done. And Mom was like, oh, that looks so good. I'm going to have that done. I'm going to have that done. And I was like, do it why not just do it so we looked into it oh my gosh i think we started talking to this woman a year ago it's been happening if you guys have been dealing with it that long oh my god yeah and she finally you know we got she sent us pictures and blah 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 anyway long story short is today was the day we went and got them done oh my god that's so exciting and it was so cute. My mom was like a little girl, and it was because well, one the, the the woman that did it was so sweet and so friendly. That's awesome. 
and so professional. I should hope so, if they're going to be, like, right in your face. Yeah, and so sweet to my mom about being nervous by the whole thing. And mom was just like, and they, you know, she put, it was really interesting, though. They put, I, they put, like, this plastic film over your natural eyebrows, and then they draw all these lines. And then she did something with a camera to, like, scan the... I mean, it was, like, this really involved thing to really go with your natural brows so you don't look like Frankenstein or something. Well, that's true, because even... Because the precision has to be, like, exact. Because yeah. even being off by the tiniest amount will make you look, like, permanently surprised or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she drew these heavy lines at the bottom... And did this weird thing on the top. Like as like a guideline kind of? Yeah, and it was like, you know, to say, you know, so the natural brow is, you know, between these lines, right? Like when right. you color, you don't go over the line sort of thing. Right. And no, it was fabulous. And mom, and but mom, but then, but before that, you know, she was like drawing on with like eyebrow pencil and stuff just to see like, and mom was having so much fun. It was like you and me, you know, drinking whatever cheap shit we would drink way back in the day playing with makeup and just laughing. It was like that with the two of them. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. And it was really fun. And I was just sitting there going, oh, this is great. And, and that is, laughing. your mom, mom laughing like fun. that is not a sound that you hear that much. Like, your oh, mom just yeah. giggling like that is not She something. was yeah. having so much fun because they were playing makeup. And then she was like, oh, Rosalie, I still can't believe you have such lush lashes at your age. Do you ever use mascara? And blah. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's and she fabulous. was like, I do. I love blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I get the clinic. Oh, my God. But, it, yeah, it was fabulous mom she was like with a girlfriend playing makeup you know oh my god how fun and then it got down to the nitty-gritty right and they did it and she got them tattooed on and the pain issue because i was concerned about because you and i have both you and i both have actual tattoos yeah so we know what that feels like yeah but you and i are both like we're we have pain tolerance you know but like but even I, like, just feeling my brow ridge, like, I can't even imagine. There's no flesh. Well, what she did is she puts, like, a numbing, like, a lidocaine solution so it numbs it. Okay. So mom didn't even feel the, you know, the tattoo gun. That's pretty amazing. And okay. it's not like, I mean, I don't know, like, when I had mine, the gun, it was pretty wide. It was multiple needles. And I'm sure yours was two. Oh, yeah. Probably three or four needles. Sure. When they do. But those are probably these, single needle because it's when, individual Yeah, when hairs. they do these eyebrows, yeah, it's just one needle. But that's why it took three hours to do eyebrows because she's like, because she's drawing one hair at a time, and that's a lot yeah. of hairs. Yeah. But um, no, but for this procedure, they do a they do a lidocaine cream, so you, it was painless for mom. So do they have to like secure 
your mom's head so it doesn't move? No, she was just laying there totally relaxed, but she was on this thing where... I would like have like a couple CBD gummies the, and I would pillow be like... under the knees and this special thing in the neck. And oh, mom was comfortable. Oh, it was man. very much a spa atmosphere. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, no, it was great. And mom was just like, oh, wow. Okay. So, oh my God. No, she loved it. And she's so, and I, you know, and she can be, um, difficult sometimes yeah and i was just like oh even you know i know because i was worried like this could have been this could have very easily gone very wrong yeah like even talking to my cousins they were like oh my god are you sure you want to let her go through with this because but if she changed her mind it would be like hey okay if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it yeah Yeah. because my cousins were like you know pitney I'm the one that's going to have to get the phone calls from your mom bitching. <laughs> but you at no like, point were making her do this. This is 100% oh, her God no, to it's do all, it. Yeah. So, yeah. But it turned out it looks fantastic. She loved the woman that did it. It was a great experience, and she's thrilled. It looks great. It looks fantastic. That picture that you sent me, I she looks so cute. She looks so happy. And it's like even knowing that they're freshly done and knowing that it's a little darker right now than they're going to be later because of the way the ink always looks a little more intense at first. It's like because it's sitting right on the surface of the skin right now. It's like it looks so damn good. Oh, yeah. It's like shocking how good it looks. And so, you know, in a couple weeks... We should probably say, so um, when people are hearing this, um, in between this episode and the next one, um, I will be, the weekend in between these two, I will be flying out to surprise Pitney's mom. Because Pitney is throwing a surprise birthday party for her, for her 90th birthday. And I am actually going to fly out and I will be one of several surprise yeah yes at that the party big, the big nine oh yep. so yeah and uh that's gonna be it's gonna be fun i'm excited but, but they look good yeah and she, it's like but she's gonna I be she doesn't floor. even realize she just did this just in time for, for a party she doesn't even know she's having <laughs> and i said before and i'll say again i mean my mom always surprises me in a good way like who would have ever thought that she would have gotten a tattoo of any sort Oh, my God. And I just remember when I turned 50 at that big party. Oh, my the song, God. During the song circle, <laughs> my mom passing a joint Passing around. the joint. You know, not doing anything with it, just passing it without saying a word to but anyone. It was, just... But you know what? She's an amazing woman, and she's turning 90, and, you know. God bless her. <laughs> oh my God. And she has fabulous new eyebrows, so I'm so uh, excited for her. Oh, so, so much awesomeness going on right now. Yeah. Amazing. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels.
Not the feels! Not the feels! Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah. Awesomeness is like yes. totally bitching. So Amelia, yes. what is bitching right now for you? Oh my god. Well, you know, I can't if I don't say it this week, I'd have to let it go on by. So what is the most bitching thing for me right now is I just bought a car. Uh, yay. Now granted, I bought a car because my other car died <laughs> again <laughs> again <laughs> but my other car um just on a on a night that was already extremely stressful and had many many things going on and then my car my engine light decided to come on and my car went into what they call limp mode and my car has been in limp mode See, I never even heard of that until your car did that. Because remember, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. I never heard of such a thing. Well, well, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a safety thing. And it's a, I mean, it actually, it's, it's actually, it's a good thing when it, you know, when there, when there is something wrong with the car, it's just that the first time it happened to my car, which was years ago, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this. Yeah. We, yeah. The first time it happened, the first time it happened, there was a recall and it was a like a computer fix and they were installing software to do this yeah. whole limp mode thing. And what happened was there was a problem with this um, update, this computer system update, and it caused my car and a lot of other cars to suddenly go into limp mode it caused the engine light to come on for no goddamn reason and caused the car to go into limp mode and even though means, there was nothing what, wrong what, with the engine. Would it go like 30 miles an hour? I was I was on the toll road where the speed uh, limit is 80. I was going at least 80 because there's hardly ever any cars on the toll road so I'm usually yeah. going at least 80. And suddenly... The engine light comes on and the car decides, oh, we Ugh. ain't going 80. And it just slows itself down. And I have no idea why. I did not so know about this thing. This, we, this had just thing. happened the yeah. day before and I didn't know. And um, but but the, the purpose of it is if there is something suddenly very wrong with your engine, it's a way of making it so that you absolutely can yeah. get to the mechanic but you're you know you can still drive it but it's it's an encouraging you to not keep mm. driving it for a really long time anyway because that was a computer system problem and that was a oh crap uh they had a massive computer system failure that was happening all over across like all their 2014s you know, and um, 
they were like desperately scrambling to write code to fix it. They didn't have to fix the engine. There was nothing wrong with the engine, but the car couldn't be driven until they fixed the software. So my car was sitting in their shop for like a really long time. But the problem was that ever since that, my car was just at the age where there was starting to be things occasionally Mm -hmm. wrong with the engine. And I was starting to have that engine light limp mode thing happen once or twice a year. And then this time I, you know, I had been feeling this weird kind of, what is that? A knocking? What is that? It's like, is this bad gas? Did we accidentally get like a drop of water in? Was it raining when we were filling up the tank? Did I get a little bit of water in the gas tank? Is there something a little funny? And we'd been driving it a couple days thinking, okay, something's, it's, it's driving a little weird. We're going to let the gas tank get as far down to empty as we can. Then we're going to put good gas in it. Thank God we yeah. never got to that point. Because I would have been really pissed off if I had a full oh, right. tank of good gas in <laughs> Especially there. Especially nowadays. At, at these right? prices. Yeah. <laughs> at these fucking know, prices. Yeah. Like the time my car was stolen and I had just filled it up. So I had a full tank when my car was stolen that time. Oh my God. But anyway, so um, I we... We kind of realized that we were going to, we that we were kind of due. Like, ever since the last time, we kind of had a feeling that the next time something goes wrong, that next time is very possible you need a new engine. So we had kind of had it in our heads that we were going to have to buy a new one. So um, we just sort of made a plan that on Friday, that was Thursday night, on Friday, um, we drove... We limped the car after work to the dealership and went to the service thing. And that was when we were told it was going to take two, maybe two and a half weeks for someone to even look at it. Oh, fuck no. Because for the last few years, um, there's just been a real shortage of mechanics and staff. And it's like, I don't know if this is true everywhere, but it's definitely true in certain uh, companies and they're having a really, really hard time over there. And so I just said, you know what? Fine. And then we just sort of turned and walked up the ramp into the building Uh where the sales floor is. And I had already been checking online, checking their inventory and they didn't have any souls there. This is uh, the Kia soul is my, that's my car. So, uh, they didn't have any there. So we asked uh, when they were going to get more. Because we kind of figured they'd fix that and then we'd yeah, have a little yeah. time. Well, they they go, I, I said, because we know you don't have any right now, but we were wondering when you were going to, if you were going to get any soon. And they said, oh, actually, um, we just had three just now uh, oh, loaded off see, of the truck. So I went outside and looked at three of them, and one of them was this pretty blue one with a black top. And I went, ooh, shiny. And um, it was basically exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted. But And the guy really, really wanted to sell it to me right then. And I'm like, well, no, because my life is not my own. I have to go feed dinner to an old man. And so we have to call a cab to take a cab to another city. Yeah. So that we can feed dinner to an old man and then borrow his car. 
they don't, they can't even do that. In fact, apparently, um, for a while, they had their own Lyft account. Oh, Like, really? they would call a Lyft for you. But apparently, uh, sometime in the last couple months, apparently Lyft stopped working with them. Oh. So they couldn't do that. Uh, yeah, that pissed my husband off a lot. Because he was expecting them to just yeah, well, yeah. get us a lift that they would pay for. But yeah, no. Um, so we paid like 80 bucks oh, for a cab to take us to my dad's yeah. house. Because <laughs> that's a lot of fucking money, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And we tipped the guy really good, too, on top of that. So anyway, anyway, we borrowed my dad's car, took it home. The next day we took my dad's car over there. And then I bought the fucking car. Like, I basically, the guy was like, well, don't you want to test drive it? I said, I really don't need to. He goes, I think you, I think you want to, though. And I'm like, sure, fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I already know, I I know how to drive one of these. Does I, it I feel have different than yours or but not? No. Or no? <coughs> oh, oh, fuck really? yes. Oh, oh, good. There's so many, there's so many, like, like fancy safety features like like i can't even i can't even comprehend half of well there's a lot of shit on there i have yet to figure out how much yeah what most of it even is like i i have not been able to spend the time because i'm too busy oh driving. i still don't know I how to use ten... any of the shit in my car and i've had it what five years now four years now i still oh don't God. know how to use any of it i, yeah. I bought it <laughs> i bought it on saturday with 12 miles on it that was literally taking it oh, off the truck so and me awesome. doing a test drive. That was 12 miles. And um, it is now Wednesday night. It has like 190 miles on it. That's how much I am in my car schlepping yeah. to things I don't want to do. That's how much my life is not my own. Anyway, so um, I have not been able to spend any time just figuring out how the fucking car works. But things that I do know, when I'm driving down a street, the car knows what the really? speed limit is. It has a little image. It has a little image of a speed limit sign. And if I'm going, if I'm going over the speed limit, it uh, knows. I'm gonna try. To I know, and I'd be like, that. "Fuck That's you!" Gonna really I don't piss care. Me off. I can read the signs. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not like it's. No, I know, but oh my goodness. I think it figured out. I mean, I can, I can change what mode I'm in. Like I can make it so that that ain't the screen in front of me. But the other thing, if I, I think this is the thing that is keeping me from, uh, like Mm -hmm. falling asleep and running off the road or running into oncoming traffic or something. If I, uh, Let's say I'm driving and I start to drift across the solid line, either the you know onto the shoulder or onto the yeah you know, yeah you know the other the other side the double line. Not only will the steering wheel go, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And like it'll correct. Oh, wow! Like in my hands, it will just very slightly uh-huh. go. Hey, what the fuck? And it'll turn in my little, like, it'll fight me a little bit. 
also if I'm if I have my music on, like it didn't do it so much when I had the radio on, but uh-huh. that was like talk. So I d- it might it might have done it, but I didn't notice it because it was talk. But when I was like blasting Hamilton uh, the other night, the music like cut out for just a second, like startled the fuck out of me when I drifted when I was turning a corner and I kind of overcorrected uh-huh. and I went onto the shoulder a little bit. The the music cut out. So like if I was falling asleep and drifting off the road, that shit would wake me up. See, that's pretty cool. I don't know how it knows. I don't know how that's it knows That's a little that. scary. It's I don't know how scary, it knows. But it's also kind of cool. It's kind of. But yeah. It's really cool and it's a little scary. And also, when I was going to change lanes, I'm someone who puts my blinker on before I'm going to change lanes like you're supposed to but like i put my blinker on when a car was moving past me and i was gonna get behind it like that was part of my plan like okay well i'm slowing down a tiny bit because i'm gonna let this car get in front of me and i'm gonna get in behind him the car was like going hey what are you doing when i was putting my left turn signal on to get over into the left hand lane because there was a car on my left and it was like, I see him. Yeah. I'm not moving yet. I'm just signaling. But it's like, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit that, that I mean, I'm not going to That's complain. cool though, because, you know, I have is, been, I, you know me, I drive like a grandma. I am a slow, paranoid yeah. driver. With, with a car yeah. filled with cigarette smoke. That's yeah. very much like a grandma. And there's been times where... <laughs> and Wayne Newton yeah. blasting but on the there's speakers. been times where I <laughs> have thought I've looked thoroughly, but I haven't seen cars in my blind spot. I mean, nothing bad has ever happened, but I've definitely had angry beeps. Oh, God. Cars shouldn't be in your blind spot. That they would know be they're really in your fucking cool, blind though, spot. They if, shouldn't uh, be I there. I think it would be awesome if my car told me there's a car in your blind spot. I think that's cool that yeah. your car tells you that because I've I've been guilty of that and I'm a paranoid driver, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I yeah I would be really really surprised if there was a car in my blind spot because if there was, that car was going 150 miles an hour and yeah. appeared out of goddamn nowhere because yeah, I'm so but paranoid. I'm, yeah. Like, there hasn't been a car for a mile and a half before yeah, I moved. But, oh, yeah, but the <laughs> yeah, cigarette smoke like... thing, you're totally true. And I tell, I, you know, I have friends here that are militant non-smokers. And I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I'm not going to stop smoking in my car for you. I will not smoke while you're in the car out of courtesy for you. But this but is if a you smoking want vehicle. me to pick you up, do not fucking mention the fact that it smells like smoke. Yeah, because it, it's your and car. And I've had that, oh, well, your car, you better not smoke for a couple days before you pick me up. I'm like, fine, you can fucking drive then. It's my car. Oh my you god. Don't fucking get a like fucking it. Don't get in my fucking car. I'll be courteous and I won't smoke in the car with them. You not smoking for a couple of days is not going to change yeah, and the I'm smell like, of your excuse car. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, it's not you know. 
your smoking is not like, you know, the worst person in the world whose car smells yeah. like the inside of his You mouth. know, and even my mom, and she's like, oh, we got to go pick up that. And it's like, you know that the car is going to smell like smoke, so I don't want to hear about it. Those of, you okay, know, I grew up I won't say anything. <laughs> breathing the, ins- breathing my mother's secondhand smoke because every car she yeah. ever owned smelled like cigarettes. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if she hadn't been in that car a week. It didn't matter when she hadn't driven that car in years and we were driving her around in it and she wasn't smoking anymore. That car oh, smelled like cigarettes until after oh, mom permeates. was dead. That car smelled like cigarettes until oh, yeah, we it sold permeates. it. <laughs> But you know. It's like there is not a nook or cranny that did not smell like cigarettes in that car. (laughs) I will say the only time the cigarette smell grossed me out is because I was so used to it in my house and my car, I don't even notice it, right? Totally don't notice it. But when I moved here, when I brought my furniture and stuff from San Antonio to here. Oh, and they and were, it was in like, like a storage thing. And brought like my bookcase. And, and, and all your, all the, oh, and the all papers my shit and everything. into my room here that has not had a cigarette burning in this house since probably 1977 or something. I could really right. smell it. My room reeked. For about four or five months until it finally dissipated from the furniture and everything. Oh God! It was very washed every bit, every piece of fabric. It was shocking to me how it permeated everything. And being in a house that didn't smell like that, because I never Mm -hmm. noticed it in my house, but I noticed it here, and it took months. For that to bleed out. That was oh, very yeah. interesting to me. Well, remember my ex-roommate that everything he owned smelled like cat Yeah, pills? yeah. A- and yeah. we didn't have a cat? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, we won't go into this because we've talked about it on the show before. Cat piss reminds me of leather jackets. You know where I'm going. <laughs> But we've told it before. We don't need to tell it again. <laughs> so what's what's <laughs> bitching with you, Penny? Gonna say cat piss and rotten potatoes. That's bitching. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I do not think so that that is true. So what's bitching for me right now? Yeah. Is, is and it's really weird that I've never discovered this before, considering my interest and in all the shit that I watch on YouTube, because most of it, if it ain't Kiss, Linkin Park, or Madonna, it's probably about horror or video games, right? Um. So with my obsession with video games and horror-related videos, I have discovered a genre of videos on YouTube. And we're talking like 30, 45, 55-minute episodes of stuff 
that I'm fascinated by, that I've just discovered, and what it is, is people, one other, exploring abandoned mansions that have a haunted tale to them, or two, just exploring old deserted mansions that have been deserted forever. And there's a... But it's not like one of those ghost TV shows kind of things. It's It's not just these YouTube content creators that go into these abandoned mansions that are either haunted, quote unquote, or just flat out for sale that have been abandoned for years. And they're like these huge, crazy mansions. That are dilapidated, okay. and some have furniture, and some have not, and some have stuff, and some don't, but they're fascinating, because it's all these outrageous rich people bullshit, but it's just lying there in crumbles. Are they all, like, say, in Detroit no. and stuff? Because there's, there's a, a okay, lot there's of this old There's this one guy, his name is Adam. And I can't remember the name of the channel, but it's Adam Explorers or something like that. He's in England, England and Scotland and goes through okay. these mansions where there's some sort of, they're, that are abandoned, right? But it's some sort of haunted okay. thing that goes with it. But he doesn't focus on the haunted. He just focuses on, look at the walls and look at this furniture and look at the wood carving on this like 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 more like the architecture and the stuff okay and the ones and there's two guys here and i can't remember their names but there's two guys here in the states and basically they go to la there's a bunch of huge fucking mansions in la area that have been vacant for decades that nobody will buy like I got to like... go on a virtual tour of an old mansion that John Gotti owned that's just been abandoned by his family. <laughs> All this shit in it with everything falling down. It's and it's just a bunch so, of tacky yes, crap because so it was John Gotti's house. And so interesting. And I mean in this one fucking house literally it had big pool outside, right? Big, fabulous, rich person pool, totally neglected. But you go down into this neglected house, and you go down a couple stories. Huge, indoor, underground pool that's, like, set up like a Grecian, like a Grecian temple Like a bathhouse kind of thing? And the sunroof for that pool... Is the pool above it? And oh my god, these fucking houses are just completely abandoned. It is well, probably because no one can yeah, afford to buy them. So fascinating, no one, and like every just... night I've been coming home and watching those videos. It is. It, yeah. I mean, I can see, like, looking at old castles and things, but I just, but I, I just think... been so, I'm just, I love it. Because I hate... What is it about the rich person shit that draws you into that stuff? I think what it is, I think, I was gonna say, 
I hate it so much. I think it's so stupid that anybody would have all of that to begin with. Even if they're living in it, I think it's fucking stupid. I yeah. don't want it. I don't aspire to it. I think it's decadent. I think it's selfish. I think it's absolutely disgusting. Just like I think people having more than one kid is disgusting because it's a fucking selfish drain on society. I feel like all this rich people bullshit is such a disgusting, selfish, self-centered, narcissistic drain on fucking society. But then to have it right. neglected, this huge land, this huge property... Like That's the family doesn't have it, they can't neglected. sell it. It's just I think worthless. It's absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. And part of it is fascination, and it's not fascination like, oh, I want to live that way. It's fascination of how fucking gross and disgusting I think rich people are. That they think they have the fucking right to have this stupid shit. Because it's stupid fucking shit. And that all the people who... It discuss... Yeah. Like, not not just that they decided, this is what I want, but, like, all the... All the, all the industries that go into I, giving yeah, them what it they is want, like, too. Somebody had oh, to build look at this house. Shit. Some rich, stupid asshole thinks he needs a house with four kitchens in it. Ugh. And, oh, I need two pools. And I need one stacked on top of the other. Isn't that clever? And a pool hall that's probably been used twice. That's totally neglected now, falling in ruins. It's one. It's disgusting that anybody would have that. It's gross. And yeah. I don't care. Capitalism. You know you. You know, you, you you earn what you work for, blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Nobody deserves or needs that. It's stupid. Mm -mm. There, there are people who are just ordinary people who make... They make enough money that's so much too much money for them. That, like, there are, like, ordinary families, like a mom and dad, a couple of kids... Who have houses that are so big they have like six fucking bathrooms fucking in them. fucking stupidity. Here in this town. And it's like, who the I fuck do you so, think you yeah. are? Who the fuck? But I'm you know, fascinated it's like, you, by it. What, who, who are you trying to impress with it's that weird. nonsense? It's weird. I'm yeah. fascinated by watching these shows and looking at these mansions. And it's not because I want to live in them. It's because I think it's stupid and gross. Is it... You're like if if you were looking at them in their glory when they were all nice, it wouldn't be enjoyable at all. But looking at them falling I apart, I would being actually disgusting is great. enjoy it in their glory, but in a mocking way because I would like looking at Donald like Trump's gold plated apartment. Do you remember that horrible piece of shit MTV Cribs where they sure. would you know interview you know the celebrity du jour and you would see their and they'd show you 
the addition they put on their house and it's just for their houses. sneaker closet. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. So, like, you know, Justin sure. Bieber could have a solid gold pool table that he never used. Or, I mean, not, that's, I pulled that out of my yeah. house. I don't think that ever happened. I'm just saying. I would always, oh, it probably I mean, did. That's so fucking stupid and so fucking gross. And all they're doing is showing off how they're wasting all this money that they don't need and they really didn't earn. Because they're goddamn celebrities, right. so they did not really earn that money. It's disgusting. I think yeah. it's disgusting. And I'm fascinated by it because it disgusts me. Isn't but, but isn't that totally me? Isn't that totally me? Oh, yeah. Well, I think in having the the mob connection of the John Gotti house also. That is what had, initially sucked me in. That's how I discovered the genre. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure there I'm sure there are in the foundation of that house. I'm sure there are a lot of people in the yeah. foundation of that house. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of rats. But that's how I discovered the, the genre house. was something from John Gotti. Oh my god. But it's been a really I wonder if I Lee know. Hottie's oh my ever been god. to that John Oh Gotti god, house. you know he lives in some low rent apartment, right? <laughs> in, in New Jersey. Oh, speaking of New Jersey, my dad has uh started my dad has decided he likes those very uh Polly Walnut style uh New Jersey mobster oh, tracks. Really? <laughs> I don't know why. He just saw he just he bought himself Oh my god, that's so my catalog. dad. And he just thinks it's so fucking sharp. It's so your dad. It's oh my so god, your dad. does he does he go jogging? Of course you know, he does. My and he dad can walk. He used He's... to go jogging, and he'd have the top on, you know, the the sweatsuit jacket, jacket on, but it'd only be zipped up to here with no shirt underneath. Like people really wanted no, no, to see no, no, his seventy-year-old no. ass jogging. My dad can barely walk. <laughs> My dad can barely walk. He just he bought one of those, and he's he's so thrilled with it that he's totally like I think his I think he's gonna throw oh, my God, how and replace him with. It's like he is he is just he's so Jersey Shore with that with that old oh, man tracksuit man. Needs some gold chains. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you listen. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Cat piss and rotten potatoes. That's bitchin'. Oh, I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I do not think that that is true. Oh, we're both coughing. We're old people. (coughs) We are old people in the winter. Okay. Oh, you know, wait, so a, with wait, I with, got a bottle of water uh, over here. Hold on, I gotta wet my whistle because I'm an old person. Hang on. Ooh, that water's. Can water go stale? That did not taste good.
It's water, though. You know, I do believe it can go a little off. <laughs> okay. It seems weird, but yes, I do believe. Uh, Ozarka, you have you have seen better days, little bottle of Ozarka. Proudly Texan. <laughs>